There are works relief. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Hello. What's happening? It's Friday the 13th. Oh, boy. Friday the 13th. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Well, if you're if you're not a Templar, you're okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's cool. Nothing to worry about. Uh, sure, sure. Three things I think you need to know. Nothing to nothing to worry about with this whole situation. Nothing at all. Nothing at all, right? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, um, it's going to be a Jim Comey weekend. Big interview on Sunday on ABC. I'm sure it'll be hard-hitting with George Snuffleupagus. Uh, some of the things that are leaking out of this book, <laughs> it's leaking the way Comey leaked the memos that he did to his professor buddy and then to the media. Anyway, um, The RNC has created a website, lioncomey.com, to fight back against Comey and to uh, fact check it. And Trump has been on the rampage, President Trump, this morning on Twitter. He called, ready for this, these two tweets an hour ago? James Comey is a proven leaker and liar. Virtually everyone in Washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did until he was, in fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slime ball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botched jobs of history. It was my great honor to fire James Comey. Pretty sure Don's not going to buy the book. Just throwing that out there. Those were epic, by the way. Those were epic tweets, and the media will go crazy. How can he say these things? I'm going to hear what Comey said about him. So uh, that's nice, right? Isn't that just isn't that good? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Doug Ducey telling teachers, I'm going to get you your 20% increase, your 20% raise. 9% this year, it'll be at 20% by the year 2020 but he never actually said where he's really going to get the money from. And teachers, of course, are kind of accepting this with skepticism. They're, they're kind of like, well, we're still, we're, still, we're still going to walk out. We think you're just trying to stop us. We'll get to the details on that. Uh, and again, it's an election year, and Ducey has noticed this stuff, and he doesn't want to lose. Watch out. Third thing. I think you need to know, maybe you heard of this, maybe you didn't, but the president yesterday had a meeting where he said, uh, apparently with agricultural people, and and it was a a never-Trumper, hating Trump, Republican Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska, came out and said, Trump said he's going to rejoin the TPP. He told, he said, Larry Kudlow, get it done. So Trump walked that back yesterday and said, no, 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 no. He tweeted about this. He walked it back and said... Um, he's only going to join it. He said, would only join TPT, TPP if the deal were substantially better than the deals offered to President Obama. We already have bilateral deals with six of 11 nations in TPP. 
and are working to make a deal with the biggest of those nations, Japan, who has hit us hard on trade for years. So he's putting the real stuff out there, and apparently maybe uh, Senator Ben Sass told reporters a lie. Maybe he was honest. Who knows? Maybe Trump misspoke. He's done that. Who knows? We'll see. Three things I think you need to know. So, yeah. Um, now, uh, there were teachers yesterday that showed up at the beer club for men. And by the way, I feel absolutely awful, and I'll say this again. There was, a, there was people that I didn't get a chance to talk to yesterday, and I felt so terrible about it. There were a lot of people at Mr. Ron's yesterday. I do. I feel bad. It's the Jewish guilt. So there was this lady. She's such a nice lady. I met her at the, uh, when I was up at the Mattamy Homes in Dove Mountain during the Parade of Homes. She was mm-hmm. so nice. She lived in there. She stopped by. She's been, been to the beer club with her husband. She is such a nice lady. I want to say her name just in case she gets a hard time by her friends. Is this a shout-out? Or foes. Yeah, kind of a shout-out. Okay. And I felt like she was like, and she was there with another guy who they were like, just tried to, the guy's like, guy came up and like, hey, he came up to me and said, hey, I came out from Illinois just to meet you. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm trying to get out. Every time I try to get out there, people got to me. I mean, they're talking. And I, I, it's, I, I didn't purposely ignore you. I know you can give me a hard time. And I honestly, I really apologize for Because I, I, I got outside by about 630 and I couldn't find them. I was looking around. I was trying to get outside to the patio area, Mr. Hans, and I couldn't find them. I think this is what we're going to do. We're going to set you up at a little table. And we have a little chair there. Oh, People can come I don't by. Want to bother. No, they need to and sit down. And we have down a timer for thirty seconds. Oh, stop! It. Everybody no, gets no, thirty no, seconds no, of Garrett. No, 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 no. But uh, I love talking to everybody. I just didn't get a chance, and I felt so terrible about it. I mean, I was just like, I'm getting out there. I'm trying, but I didn't do it purposefully. I would just walk, and then, woof. and it happens. And I love it. And I love talking to people. I do. I just I feel terrible about that. So anyway, there was also uh, one particular teacher, good dude. Um, he's called the show before. He gave information and everything. And he's a good dude. And he's a good guy. And he's a very conservative guy who happens to be a teacher. And, um, and he said, look, this whole red for red thing. And he explained, it. he goes, dude, I'm not a teacher's union guy. And when they gave us this stuff, this red for red, it was really organized. It says here, well, I mean, it's not the teacher's union, but you, you always get your spidey sense up. But he said, look, I'll give you all this information. And he did. And he did. And it's all cited with information to back up what they're saying. Cool. Great. Um, teachers are mad. And I get it. And I get it. And this is the tough thing is that, and Ryan and I were talking before the show about this, it's just hard to hold teachers accountable. It's one of those random professions. But people know going in, you're not going to make a gazillion dollars unless you want to live on Long Island. Uh, but then you pay out your butt to live there through property tax and every tax there is. So it's give and take, right? Um, you have to realize you're not going to, you're not going to break the bank to do it. And I get it. I know, well, then you got to have people aren't going to do it. And you're going to have bad teachers for kids. And I get it. It's a, it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma. But apparently Doug Ducey made the announcement yesterday afternoon. He's proposing to give teachers a 20% raise, 20, their 20% raise they want by the year 2020. And it says here in the Arizona Republic, organizers with Arizona's education, Educators United, the grassroots, grueling, grassroots group fueling Arizona's teacher-led Red for Ed movement, were very distrustful of Ducey's proposal. Again, he called for 9% teacher raises this fall, 5% over the next two years, and the 1% he's counting that they're going to get this coming year. That equals the 20 Noah Carvelis, one of the Arizona Educators United organizers, said this has raised more questions for us than answers. We don't know the details. We don't know the funding sources. All this stuff, right? Um, so people want to know, what are you going to do? 
Now, the teachers are addressing, or the teachers are demanding a lot of stuff. 20% teacher pay raise now. Restoring about a billion dollars in education funding cuts made during the Great Recession. Competitive pay for classified employees like cafeteria workers, bus drivers, paraprofessionals. So now it's gone from the teachers wanting the raise to everybody has to get a raise now. And, you know, I was talking to this teacher. I'm like, look, I, I, you know, I, I agree in the Allie Miller method of you go line by line on the budget. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in the, in the state budget that you can get rid of that doesn't need funding now. That's a pet project. That's other stuff. Get rid of it and, and reallocate it. But they're never going to do that. And that's frustrating. Um, but it went, I don't remember the teachers talking about raises for everybody, including cafeteria workers and everybody else before this. But now they want that. Well, I mean, the they, they want it. Yeah, everybody wants a raise. I mean, listen, we all would love raises. Oh, well, they're on the front line. So they well, according to Rachel raise. Sedgwick, yes, okay. we'll get to that. This is one of the greatest stories you're ever going to hear about school protection coming up. But it's true. Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe the best one ever. If you thought the rock stories about teachers arming, uh, being armed with rocks to fight back against uh, potential or people with guns in schools, uh, wait till you hear the latest weapon teachers are given. Holy crap. So anyway, uh, Ducey is uh, is saying this is what we're going to do. We need we need to do this, but he's only giving money to the teachers. And now all of a sudden the teachers are like, look, he's trying to divide us. Divide the teachers from everybody else that works in schools. Um, again, nobody really knows where he's going to get the money to do this. And and Ducey, look, there's re-election coming up, coming up in November. I don't even know who the front runner against him is, the Democrats. Is that guy David Garcia who came on the show and didn't know any answers to any questions about DACA, but he put out a statement about Trump being like the worst human being ever because he ended DACA. And then on the air, live on the air, if you missed it, he actually asked us if we could send him the questions in advance, in advance, the next time he's on the show. He's a professor at ASU. Send me the questions in advance. I, mean, I couldn't believe he actually, it's one of my favorite times on this show. So anyway, that's the latest, um, is that uh, nobody knows where the cash is coming from. Even the Republican leaders in the state legislature, like, we don't really know where the money's coming from. We don't know. They're trying to craft certain things. They're trying to figure out how to, how to pay for certain stuff, maybe to cut back on veterans and how they can, uh, you know, how much of their income is taxed and things like that. It's all these different things, but it's really up in the air. But Ducey just wanted to get out in front and try to uh, try to own the conversation, and then create the headline. This is what politicians do: create the headline of "I'm giving you a 20 percent raise," and then he wants people to start saying that. I don't get it, but that's what he's trying. So there, there's a lot that needs to be worked out. But he says he wants to do it. They're going to go back and forth. Still, is there going to be a walkout? Maybe, maybe there could be. We'll just have to see. Uh, Derek Harris, one of the organizers for Arizona Educators United, said, right now it's just words. He can promise all he wants. But again, he is missing additional money for support staff. So this teacher, really quick before I I go to a break and and get you some other stuff. This teacher said to me this, and this is what's messed up because he told me, he goes, you know, I got to look at what Deucey said. I heard he's doing this, 20%. But it can't, it has to be more than just money for our salary. He said, because we are... We have no money for anything else. He said, we, we still have the rest of fourth quarter to teach. You know what? There was a memo that went out a couple of weeks ago at this particular school at TUSD. 
Email went out. You know what it said? We're out of copy paper and we're out of toner. We're out of copy paper and out of toner. If you need to make copies of something, you have to get permission first. Go see the principal. He said, our books are 13 years old. He said, do you know how many penises are drawn on the books? They're beat to hell, all this stuff. He said, it's, it's a lot to it. I, I get it, man. I get it. It's tough. What do you want to do? You think they qualify as the uh, adult magazines now because they of could all be. the- They could be. I forgot about that. I mean, they did that when I was, when we were all kids, right? I never did that. Uh-huh. Uh, House Speaker J.D. Mesnard, a Republican from Chandler, is trying to create, his, he's crafting his own ideas and proposal for a 20% raise for, for teachers, but that plan wouldn't get teachers there until 2022-2023, five years from now. And uh, Mesnard would pay for it by diverting funds from district additional assistance. So money for computers, books, and buses, just shifting it around. That's not going to work either. This is a dilemma, and we got to figure this thing out. Um, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever you want to draw in a book, you draw in a book. You're sick. Uh, so anyway, Ducey said priorities that he laid out in his state of the state are being tossed aside. Oh, here we go. The promise to retired service members to increase the amount of their pensions they can exempt from state taxes from twenty five hundred to ten grand as a fifteen million dollar price tag. They might get rid of that to find money to pay teachers. We'll see. Uh, six twenty six. This will not go away. We'll continue. Uh, wait till you hear about this story. We'll get to it at six forty. About um, I mean, this is remarkable. This story that is uh, is just flat out incredible about what a school is doing to try to arm teachers against potential gunmen. I mean, this is this is one for the record books. We'll get to it coming up. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. It doesn't like hand dryers. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know if I was like this as a kid. Kids don't like loud noises, apparently. They got like my, my son is like freaked out. It's loud. Oh, all, and it's not him. It's all of his little friends. But maybe they're just smart. They just get it. Bathroom hand dryer spray, bathroom hand dryers spray feces particles on your hands, a study says. Do you need any more than that? If anything that says you're going to have poop sprayed on your hands, do you need more? So apparently the hand dryers suck up the air. The in air. The bathroom. And what's in the bathroom? Feces. What do you smell when you walk in sometimes? Feces. And what's it? It's aerosolized. Yes. Feces. Yeah, there you go. Disgusting. <laughs> you know what? This is the kind of thing that lawmakers should ban. I back this in the government. Ban the hand dryers. Trees are a renewable resource. We grow them, chop them down, make towels, call it a day. I would ban them. I don't even dry my hands. Horrible. I don't even wash them. You're so good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get out of here. Get out of you know, here. I learned this little trick after you wash your hands. If you don't want, if, the, if there's only hand dryers there, the electric ones, I dry them on the bottom of my pants, at the very bottom by the shoe and, the, and on the ankle. If I notice that, I go back out, I grab extra napkins, I go back in. Oh. I don't go to those fancy places that give you napkins. Hey, so it, it sucks in the air and then back out hot hot feces hot feces on your hands and then you go eat that stuff you go eat chips and dip and you're eating people's feces so then you know as many as 60 different bacterial colonies can be blown out of the machines in just a 30 second drying just a 30 second drying what about the dyson ones those are heard of the worst doesn't matter they dry so well 
there it's was like a, a hurricane there around was, your hand. Sh- there was a ba- bathroom study that theorized particles are originating from the toilet plume. So when people flush the toilets, it can go up to 15 feet in the air during a flush. Disgusting. That's why you close the lid. There's no lids on the public bathrooms. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know why? Because people wouldn't put the lids up to use them. Yeah, because you don't touch the things anyway. Gross. 635, coming up in uh, five minutes. We'll have more on this because I find it to be very entertaining. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lidless toilets. Ban them, too. Ban everything. Ban it all. Ban humans. That's what I would do. <laughs> 635, uh, coming up in five minutes. The latest weapon given to teachers to battle school shooters. You have to hear it to believe it. The whole story about the rocks, nothing compared to this. Here's Fox. Your wife. It is. Ask. How many times yesterday at the Beer Club for Men? 640, by the way, at the Beer Club for Men at Mr. Ons. What a crowd. People said, I wake up with you every morning. Is that the guys? Yeah, unfortunately. But their wives are next to them. I'm assuming their wives wake up at the same time with me. Would be beds large enough? Could be crowded. Lotions, chest hair, gold chains, different lifestyle. Anyway, <clears throat> Seinfeld. So uh, there are three things. Why are you looking at me that way? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster is uh, out to, uh, he's on the attack. On the attack when it comes to James Comey. He sent out epic tweets, and I believe I retweeted them this morning. Um, epic tweets calling Comey a slime ball, which, by the way, is totally true. James Comey, because his book is coming out, and he's doing all this media, and by the way, in his book, apparently he makes fun of Donald Trump's height, which he's like 6'2 or 6'3. I mean, just real the length of his tie, just stupid stuff. Comey's a proven leaker and liker. Virtually everyone in Washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did until he was. In fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slimeball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botched jobs of history. It was my great honor to fire James Comey. The Don. I love it. So good. So good. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, Doug Ducey announced that he's going to get teachers their 20% raise by the year 2020. 1% this year, then 9% on top of that, 9% the following year, and Five, eight, whatever. It's going to come out to the 20% by the year 2020, but he never actually says where the money is coming from. So I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you get it? I don't get it. And neither do the teachers. They're like, this is all promises to get us to shut up, but we're not going to shut up. And we still may have a walkout. So you have to keep your eyes on that. Now, the, uh, the third thing that I think you need to know is that Donald Trump, you may have heard yesterday, Ben Sass told reporters, Republican rhino Trump-hating Ben Sass, oh, in a meeting that we had with Trump, he said he wants to get back into the TPP. That's what he wants. Yes, 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 yes. Well, it turns out uh, the Don clarified that, and he said he only wants to get back into the TPP if it actually makes sense and it's a better deal than what Obama wants. He said we have six, uh, six of the 11 nations in TPP. We have already bilateral deals working on a deal with Japan, which would be the biggest nation, so we'll have to see. Three things I think you need to know. Now, we have to get the audio of this. This is one of the most incredible incredible stories of all time. Uh, by the way, the teachers want... This is what's crazy. I, I get teachers need to live, and they need to get paid and stuff like that. But if you notice, there's still nothing, nothing 
when it comes to the safety of the kids, safety of the teachers as well? Like, shouldn't teachers demand that they be able to, I don't know, arm themselves if they want? I mean, do something. Teachers are sitting ducks in classrooms too. Gun-free zone, sitting duck. That's just how it is, right? Anyway, the Doug Ducey plan, it's a, it's a big mess. Who, where are getting all this money? We, we need to, first and foremost, protect the teachers, the staff, the kids, everybody at schools, but whatever. It's amazing how, you know, two months now, it'll be two months tomorrow since the shooting, horrific shooting in Florida, where 17 people were killed, a bunch of students, and still nothing's really done. Nothing of substance, nothing will actually keep people safe. Um... But at one school district, you know, well, there was one Pennsylvania school district where they decided to put buckets of river rocks in the classroom so teachers and students can throw river rocks at a guy with a gun. Yeah. And by the way, as a parent, why wouldn't you be outraged and say, you expect my kid to throw river rocks at a person with a gun? That's your answer? Gets better. And I just put this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. You'll see it. Mill Creek Superintendent of Schools announced a great way to have teachers arm themselves in case a gunman walks in. They spent $1,800 to arm all 500 of its teachers with those tiny mini baseball bats. That's right. You ever go to a game and they give away like those little bats? I remember I'd get those in the 80s going to Shea Stadium to go see the Mets. And uh, there's a few times we'd, my dad would take me and they would be giving those away, the mini baseball bats. I never knew that 30 years later, they'd be considered uh, a big time, big time safety resource to defend yourself against somebody with a gun. They probably would never give these out at baseball games anymore. 1800 bucks. Hey, somebody comes with a gun. Here's a little bat. Are you serious? The best part also, they're keeping them locked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want you to hear some of the story from the uh, CBS station out there in Pennsylvania. Here we go. You know, it's a last resort. It oh, is yeah, the it is. last resort, but <laughs> it is an option and, and something we want people to be aware of. According to Superintendent William Hall... The 16-inch bats were distributed to each teacher following an in-service training day on how to respond to school shootings. We passed them out with the goal being that we wanted every room to, to have one of these. Mm. Unfortunately, we're in a day and age where we may need to, to use them to uh, protect ourselves and our kids. Wait. Paul says the bats are primarily symbolic, Pause it. but they are now an option for teachers. Primarily symbolic. We spent 1800 bucks on symbols. Hey, listen, gunmen. Stop where you are. You can go with the Rachel Sedgwickian way. See, I like that, the Sedgwickian way of, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't have that here. <laughs> DUSD Super uh, School Board member. Uh, how do you stop somebody with that uh, from bringing a gun into school? First, you tell them you can't have that here. Okay. So, hey, I have a symbol. This. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly what the teacher's going to. Oh, all right, kids, there's a school shooter. Let me get the symbol. You just hold it. You just hold it up and be like, "Hmm, this will intimidate you." This symbol. This they're symbol means they're going to fight back. I mean, what exactly? The only time they work is crosses and that's oh, the only symbol. Oh man, works. it's largely symbolic. So we're basically saying we think this is kind of different and stuff. Yeah, like at what point are you like as an adult? 
This is the stupidest idea ever. Nobody would tell the superintendent this is the dumbest idea you've ever had. Let's continue. Here we go. All says the bats are primarily symbolic, mm. but they are now an option for teachers to use should they need to fight back in a school shooting. This is a, a tool to have in the event that we have nothing else. John Cachon, president of the Mill Creek Teachers Union, mm. says he supports the decision to arm teachers with bats, which will be locked up in each classroom. Oh. Part of the formula now is to fight back, and so oh. I think the bats that were provided for the staff are symbolic of that, that we are uh, uh, expected to fight back if the need arises. And even yes. though these small bats are creating a lot of reaction, you the think? superintendent says... He's not surprised. Oh, duh. The story has been picked up by several major news publications, including the L.A. Times. People have their own opinions of things, mm -hmm. um, and, and we understand that. And, I, and as long as we're continuing to talk about it, I, I still think it's good. Dude, this is something straight out of The Onion. This is something that's from like a skit, like it, when Saturday Night Live was funny. <laughs> this is the best way to protect yourself from a guy with a gun. Mini baseball bats. This reminds me of the SNL skit when John Belushi was training for the Olympics by eating little powdered donuts. Yes. <laughs> the best way to train little powdered donuts. donuts. The best way to protect yourself if a gunman storms your classroom, little mini baseball bats. Same thing. What's to stop a teacher, by the way, from taking that bat and bashing a kid in the head right uh, now, right? Yep. What's to stop that? Right across the hands. How does somebody not say to the superintendent, "All right, let's do a drill. Let me carry in a gun. You have a bat. Let's see what. It, let's see who wins." Did they not see Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark when the guy was twirling the knife around, the sword, everything, and he just whipped out his gun? Done. What's the best way to stop a guy with a gun? Mini baseball bat. All these people should be fired. Yeah. You want to know the kicker to this too? There's even more. The school district was surveying parents to see how they felt about arming qualified staffers with guns. This is no joke. The superintendent said, quote, it was about 70% to 30% that people would favor that. But we're really not actively planning that right now. So parents are like, yes, arm yourself if you feel comfortable and go through training and everything else and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, I know you really want that. It's surprising to us because we figured most people wouldn't because we're just dumb. But even though you want that to protect your own kids, we're going to give people mini baseball bats. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the other superintendent of schools. This, from, uh, this is the, uh, where is it again? Um, David Helsel? Yeah, David Helsel. I forget, oh, where is it? The Blue Mountain School District in Pennsylvania. What is it with Pennsylvania? Two different Pennsylvania school districts. One says arming our teachers with a base, mini baseball bat will be good to take on a gunman. Blue Mountain School District in Pennsylvania says rocks. Remember the river rocks? And this is, this is, what, uh, this is what the superintendent said. Here we go. Every classroom has been equipped with a five-gallon bucket full of river stone. Yeah. If an armed intruder attempts to gain entrance to any of our classrooms, they will face a classroom full of students armed with rocks, and they will be stoned. Or they'll die trying. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, play 70. Play 70. Yes. Yes, here we go. This is more from this genius. Here we go. We have devices installed in our doors that help to secure them to make it very difficult to break through. Uh, We also have, we train kids and talk about barricading the doors. This teenager is a senior at Blue Mountain High School. He and other students like the plan. It matters because it'll help us protect against the school and stuff. I mean, anything, anything helps. Rocks are better than books and pencils. Parents do as well. At this point, we have to get creative. We have to protect our kids first and foremost. Throwing rocks, it's an option. But not everyone thinks this is a practical line of defense. I think that's rather comical. It's absurd. Arm the teachers. Dr. Helsel says the district has no plans to arm teachers. However, Blue Mountain does have a maintenance employee who is trained and certified to work as school security and is armed. And the district plans to have more support staff get the same training to act as security. Mm Mm-hmm. That was that story. You know what would be the better? I mean, it would cost more money. Um, but if you're going to have many baseball bats, you might as well go a step further. You know the pitching machines they have? Yes. Might as well have a bucket of balls and the pitching machine. And if a guy comes in with a gun, you're, if you just load it up, doof, 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 and have him try to, try to dodge the 70-mile-an-hour the fastballs coming his way, it's probably better than a mini baseball bat. Hey, I got him, kids. I got a mini baseball bat. Doof. Not going to work out too well. What an idiot. Hello, Brian. Welcome to KNST. Hey, it's a great show today. Hey, that's a really batty idea. You there know? you One go. Point. I think. Oh, oh was it too on. soon? Yeah, it was too soon. I thought that was the punchline because uh, I got I, I got comments like that already. No, they really struck out on this one. Oh, sorry, Brian. <laughs> Good job, Brian. Sorry, Brian. I tried. I thought that was it. Let me be funny. Sorry, Brian. Wait. That was for you. You. Thank you. <laughs> well, then there's that. Can there really be a dumber idea? You wait. 653, it's KNST. There are works relief. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hi, it's Friday the 13th, which only means something to you if you're weak. Bunch of garbage. Oh, Friday the 13th. Oh, man. You. Well, you're racist to black cats and stuff like I mean, just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Anyway. That's Halloween. But Friday the 13th, too, no? Like a ladder, Friday the 13th. Like I said, it's only the Templars. It, it's, and it's, teenagers having premarital sex by, by a lake. That's a good point. (laughs) Stay away. Watch out for Jason. Uh, It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the president getting ready. Getting ready for the James Comey interviews about his book. He's just trying to make some money with his book. I mean, it's media's just loving it because he hates Trump. They're giving more, they're going to give more, watch this, the media will give more time to James Comey than they did to Benghazi, the real story about Benghazi. I'm, it's just, that's what happens. They're giving more more time to James Comey than to the Uranium One scandal, where Hillary okayed, along with, by the way, uh, Bob Mueller, they okayed Russia, Russian-backed companies, state-backed state companies to buy uranium from America. There's your media for you. But that's why you don't believe them. Anything they say, blue wave, this wave, that shut up. 
Anyway, uh, the Trumps are getting ready. The RNC, they started a website, lioncomey.com, lioncomey.com, to uh, fact check his his lies. Uh, and then the president put out a couple of tweets where he basically called uh, Comey a uh, untruthful slime ball, which I think is just so awesome. An untruthful slime ball. This is New Yorker. That's what we do. It's what we say. And listen, he is. He is an untruthful slime ball. And he said it was my great honor to fire James Comey. <laughs> he said he, he leaked classified information. He should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He's a weak, untruthful, and untruthful slime ball. I love it. You should see the quote, the quotes here that are that are on this page. Oh, maybe Pelosi or Hillary badly overstepped his bounds. Down. All about lying, Comey. RNC set this up. It's great. I do not Chuck have Schumer is in Comey any longer. I love it. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. Second thing that I think you need to know: Doug Ducey uh, apparently says the teachers will get a twenty percent raise by the year twenty twenty. He didn't actually say where he'll get the money to do this, but he said it's going to happen. So the teachers are just like we're skeptical, as they should be. Because unless you give us facts with where this is going to happen, how it's going to happen, but you say this is going to happen, so we back down, give me a break. That's not going to work. Uh, third thing I think you need to know is this. <clears throat> and this is, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, and I'm going back and forth with this. I really want to do the baseball bat one, but I, I don't think it's one of the three things that you need to know in that aspect. Uh, but the Trumpster, you may have heard and you'd be like, what's going on? The Trumpster, according to never Trumper Republican Senator Ben Sass, he told reporters after a meeting yesterday that Trump wants to get back to the TPP. He told Larry Kudlow, Larry, make it happen. And then the Trumpster tweeted. No, 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 no. I would only go back to TPP, join TPP, TPP if the deal were substantially better than the deal offered to President Obama. We already have bilateral deals with six of the 11 nations in TPP and we're working to make a deal with the biggest of those nations, Japan, who has hit us hard on trade for years. So is this one of those things where the Trumpster spoke too quickly? Is it misinterpreted by Ben Sass? Did Ben Sass want to just hammer the president and, and get this misinformation out there? Who knows? Sass told reporters after the meeting, he looked right at Larry Kudlow and said, Larry, go get it done. It was after a meeting with uh, governors from agriculture states. Because they're worried that tariffs are going to screw uh, screw with farmers. The steel ones, right? I think I read something about that. Well, that, that and then t- t- some tariffs say that uh, China is going to charge us more money to send soybeans over and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's all negotiation. No tariff has started yet. So, anyway, those are three things I think you need to know. Just really quick, on my page at knst.com, I have the video up there. Also on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I even tweeted it at Garrett Lewis. This story, I think, is the... Most ridiculous, sad, and funny story all at once that a Pennsylvania school district is going, it has already spent 500 bucks, no, $1,800, $1,800 to buy 500 mini baseball bats to give teachers to take on school gunmen. Mini bats, mini baseball bats. It's pathetic. And they're on top of that, they're going to be, they're going to be locked up. I mean, you can't trust teachers with mini baseball bats. What's to stop a teacher from taking a mini baseball bat to school right now and bashing a kid over the head, right? Uh, but then I was thinking, and I was talking to Ryan during the break, and I'm like, why not just give them regular-sized baseball bats? Like, why go with the mini ones? Why not give them, like, a big old Louisville slugger, like the one De Niro used? Remember, remember in The Untouchables when he bashed the guy's head open? Of course, the guy didn't have a gun that he 
bashed him in the head. But anyway, just just a thought. We'll get more on uh, Comey, some unbelievable Comey sound bites. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just awesome. Uh, coming up first, though, this story I saw in PJ Media, Brown University. Now featuring safe spaces for men. It caught me like I'm like, oh, intrigued with that. Okay, safe spaces for men. Sure. Like to me, a safe space for a guy, some beer, some pretzels, some nachos, no women unless they're scantily clad serving you these things at the same time rubbing your feet and who knows, whatever. To me, that's a safe, like that's, that's your man safe space. Comfort food, beer, maybe some gin and tonics, some VO and seven, sports. Action flicks where there's a lot of killing and action and blood. Like, that's a man's safe space, right? What, no? Guy movies? I prefer aromatherapy. Some light music in the back. Massage on the shoulders. I'm not against the massage. And I said only women that... Light cotton rope. Only women that talk when requested. And they're there to serve you in the ways that you need as a man. That is a safe space for a man. Gin and tonic, gin and tonic, though, is a must. Yes, definitely. Yes. So, apparently, that's not exactly the safe space they're offering at Brown University. It might be a surprise. Brown University, watch now. We're going to sell this safe spaces. Canisty safe spaces. Go hang out with Garrett in the safe. <laughs> Ring that up. All right. Um, Brown University Health Services offering safe spaces for men. You ready for this? To help them, of course, unlearn toxic masculinity, which is the complete opposite of my idea of a man's safe space. Unlearn toxic masculinity. Yet they want to push this feminist crap that just destroys everything. Anyway, they also will combat traditional notions of what it means to be a man. Listen, my wife and I, I cook... She cleans. I help out with that. She does the laundry. We have like a 50-50 partnership in that aspect. At the same time, and I'm not being sexist here, and women, you know, you know it's true. Women like a guy that takes charge. They like a man that's a man. You know, when it comes down to it, the man needs to take charge of a situation. I'm not being a, a chauvinist, a misogynist. You know it's true. And colleges are trying to stop men from being men. You know what I'm talking about? And listen, women, I'd love to hear from you at 880-KNST, 880-5678, to back me up on this. And it doesn't mean you can't do what you want. My wife can go do whatever she wants. My wife is a very strong, powerful person. She'd have to be to put up with me, right? But what I'm talking about is that at some point, women like when men just take charge of certain aspects, certain things. Not like sexual stuff. It could be, but it, but I'm talking about just sometimes things in life. No, that's it. I'm doing this. I'm getting it done. It's like they just want that. They that that's just how it works. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. And now you have colleges trying to reteach. It's like re-education camp. What it means to be a man. So, um, it says here they view masculinity as if it were a public health crisis. Unlearning toxic masculinity offers a three-pronged approach. Three prongs to unlearn your toxic masculinity for helping male students recover. They have a weekly discussion group to unlearn toxic masculine norms. 
a biannual magazine and a video series. Apparently, the programming revolves around something called Masculinity 101, peer education. It's a peer-to-peer weekly discussion group that convenes male students to talk about issues such as cultivating empathy and harm and healing. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm just telling you right now, there is not one woman listening that would be so excited that her husband or boyfriend goes to a weekly discussion group to talk about cultivating empathy. Cultivating empathy or harm and healing. It's just not there. No, it's not there. Harm and healing. Are you freaking kidding me? You're kidding. I mean, this is nuts. Eight students have been hired to facilitate these workshops already. The program description, the workshops vow to teach students what healthier norms of masculinity can and should look like. All right. Brown University warns, quote, modern society is quick to bestow unearned privilege on men. There is nothing in place to teach men, young men especially, how to avoid abusing the privilege or how to leverage it for good. Wow. What is this, this Superman stuff? I'm saying, then this, whatever. Apparently, we have special powers, or who knows. But this is all in the new, this is what they call it a safe space for men. This is not a safe space. This is an unsafe space. You're getting attacked from all angles. You're getting told basically to break down everything that you've been taught that you know that comes naturally and to be something that you're totally not. You know, maybe they're right. Maybe with great power comes great responsibility. And maybe us just being males have great power. And great responsibility. That's right. That's right. And they want you to give it up. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think that's part of it. I really do. 880-KNST, 880-5678. The website for this, really quick, says, Folks of all genders are taught to accept the gender binary as a biological imperative that can never be questioned when, in fact, the gender binary is a social construct that needs to be dismantled. Excuse me? So me being an actual man, knowing that I have a man with man parts, is only a social construct? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. I want to yeah, go to Lisa yeah, yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lisa, welcome to KNSC. Hello. Hi. Hello, Lisa. What's on your mind? Well, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by a woman liking a man who just takes charge. But I think an important aspect of any leader, whether it's a man or a woman, is that they listen, they collaborate. Women have different perspectives than men that enables men to make better decisions. So as far as a man whoa, just whoa, coming whoa, in and whoa, whoa, charge, whoa, 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 How do you know that women make men make better decisions? Because we have a different perspective. So why does it mean better? It could be worse decisions. Oh, it could, but I think that we need to talk with each other. I That's think that, fine. But... I mean, I'm not sure what you're saying. If you're saying a woman should just, I mean, a man should just come in and take charge and not listen, then I would disagree with you. If you're saying a man needs to be man enough to take the responsibility to make the final decision, then I would agree with you. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Okay, this is just something, okay, right? I remember one time... I guess I was doing in my own marriage a little bit too much 50-50, maybe, maybe. And we were getting ready to go on a trip or vacation or something like that. And my wife said to me, did you get money? And I said, no, did you get money? And she said, 
man, why do I have to do everything? You know, why can't you be a man and go do this stuff? And it made me upset. It made me upset. But, like, that's, you know, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are certain aspects, and not just about getting money. I'm just telling you certain things that men are supposed to take charge and initiate. And if they don't do those, quote, unquote, man things, then I think women, women really don't like that. You know, there are certain women things that men love that women do. And there are certain man things that women love that men do. Is that okay? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. And I'm a conservative, and I would probably disagree with most of what they're teaching at the university. Sure. But I think there needs to be a balance where we're having discussions and we're listening to each other because not only do women have a different perspective than men that men need to hear, but men have a different perspective than women that women need to hear. So I think there needs to be a lot of listening and discussion and collaboration and maybe maybe you know with your wife you sh- you just needed to have that discussion ahead of time well okay are you married no are you going to be married uh i don't know <laughs> uh, this is i'm telling you this is different because you want to this is great though let me just tell you we can talk till we're blue in the face but men and women are two different animals and I say this all the time, women will complain about problems just to complain about them. And when a man says, all right, let's fix it, when the woman says, I don't need you to fix my problems, I just want you to listen, it makes literally no sense. But that's what women, it's not just my wife, it's all women. Any husband will tell you that, and we joke around about that. It, that that's just, it's hard to communicate in that aspect. I'm just saying, there are certain things, look, I cook. More men are cooking. Ryan cooks. Um, we talk. We make sure that we don't let things, I, I guess, be, be undone. I don't want to put everything on my wife. I think that's unfair. She doesn't want to put everything on me. But there are certain things that she does in the way she coddles the kids. She does very motherly woman things. And then I do very manly, to my best of my abilities, manly things. Do you, do you, do you get what I'm saying when it comes to that? Like, women don't want to have to do what men traditionally do all the time. Do you get it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's things that men love more than women and things that women love more than men. I agree with you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. Have a good good weekend. Take care. Oh. All right, we'll get more of your reaction. There's more to this story. But you, but there's a lot more. But do you do you get what I'm saying? Then this is a safe space for men. This is not a safe space. This is a tax zone for men. This is a, this is like fake news. They call it one thing and it's just totally not that thing. Re-education camp for men is a safe space. Get the hell out of here. We'll get to it. But you know what I'm saying? Are, are you with me? Like there are certain things that guys do that guys are known to do. Now I know you said women normally cook, you do that. I, I get it, but there's certain things, you know. Hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one that goes and kills the bugs. If there's a spider outside, I'm going to go nail it. That's just what's expected. That's that's how it is. You know, I tried, you know, our, our eight-month-old, he'll just get upset. I try to hold him and, you know, all right, like, coddle him. Come on, come on. My wife will take him and she'll she'll do a much better job at nurturing him in that aspect. That's That's just part of the situation. And that's not sexist. It's just real. And again, we like to solve problems. Chicks never do. It just makes no sense. I just don't get that. Anyway, we'll continue. Uh, that and more Comey cuts and more your sound and more your uh, your opinions of this coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis.
KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, and then Ryan is stop. <laughs> and then Ryan's like, you know what he should have done? He should have sprayed it on her and go, let's see what happens. <laughs> and then I said, yeah, you crank stranglehold. And if all of a sudden she just starts breaking into slow-mo dancing, maybe I was right. <laughs> but it didn't work that way. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number, why are you having so much fun? We're about to uh, you know, bomb Syria. Who knows? Three things I think you need to know. President Trump is uh, declaring war. On James Comey, because he has his book coming out. We'll get that in just a second. He tweeted this morning, Comey's a proven leaker and liar. Everyone in D.C. thought he should be fired. He was doing a terrible job until he was fired. Uh, he leaked classified info. He should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slimeball. <laughs> and, and just to skip to the end, it was my great honor to fire James Comey. Second thing that I think you need to know, Doug Ducey says he is going to... Um, Give uh, teachers a 20% raise by the year 2020. Doesn't really say where he's getting the money from to do it, but he says it's going to happen. So the teachers are very skeptical, saying, you want us basically to stop our threat of a walkout. We're not going to stop that. So they're still going at it. Third thing, I th- and by the way, teachers say it's not just about us. We also want money for new school supplies, and we want to make sure the other workers in schools, the cafeteria ladies, that kind of stuff, the workers, they want to get paid too. So we'll see. Third thing, I think uh, you need to know uh and this i mean it's um i'm telling you it's 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 just one of those things but the trumpster came out yesterday all of a sudden this news it made me raise an eyebrow also but there's always an answer trump wants to join the tpp that's what never trumper ben sass senator ben sass said to the media oh yeah look larry kudlow said larry get it done let's join the tpp again after meeting with agricultural governors because the tariff the the alleged uh trade war with china could hurt farmers Trump tweeted last night, no, no, I don't want to rejoin the TPP. I'd only do it if we got a better deal than what Obama got. We already have six bilateral trade deals with 11, six of the 11 nations of the TPP, and we're working on a deal now with Japan, which is the biggest one. So basically saying we don't really need it. Three things I think you need to know. Um, so there's that, which is nice. Now, uh, you got to hear this. Let's play the, uh, the original, Comey. Okay, 14. Here's a clip of... George Stephanopoulos with James Comey, Jim Comey. Uh, it's going to be Sunday, the interview. And it's about his book that's coming out and Trump's the worst and blah, blah, blah. But this is kind of a big deal. Listen to this part of the interview. Here we go. Did you tell him that the Steele dossier had been financed by his political opponents? No. I didn't I didn't even think I used the term Steele dossier. I just talked about additional material. Did, but did he have a right to know that? That it had been financed by his political opponents? I don't know the answer to that. It, it wasn't necessary for my goal which is to alert him that we had this information it's kind of kind of a big deal isn't it hey this dossier by the way mr president it was only funded by the democrats it was funded by your opposition it no i don't think it was a big deal i mean this guy has literally zero credibility zero but the media will ignore that and they'll concentrate on other stuff like he was like a mob boss instead of facts opinion and that kind of stuff um, what are some of the things in the Comey book, by the way? Washington Examiner has an excerpt. Um, apparently, Jim Comey in his book says that Trump was very worried about the dossier in the fact that it would make Melania mad. Right? It would make Melania mad. Quote, he brought up what he called the golden showers thing. Said it bothered him, even if there was a 1% chance his wife Melania thought it was true. 
He just rolled on unprompted, explaining why it couldn't possibly be true, ending by saying he was thinking of asking me to investigate the allegation to prove it was a lie. I said it was up to him. He claims that uh, John Kelly wanted to quit after Comey was fired. He said that, uh, but Comey said he told Kelly he didn't want, or Kelly told him he didn't want to work for a dishonorable, dishonorable people, which is a jab at Trump, and he was going to quit. But Comey said, no, stay. He needs good people near him. Sure, sure. And then it's just weird stuff. Associated Press has experts, uh, excerpts, excuse me, where Comey ridiculed Trump for being shorter than him, shorter than he anticipated. He described Trump as having bright white half moons beneath his eyes. So Comey's 6'8". Trump's like 6'2 or 6'3". He argued Trump's ties are too long. So what? He said the size of Trump's hands. Smaller than mine, but did not seem unusually so. What does it have to do with anything? Yeah. This is the stuff that's in this book. Uh, He opened up about interacting with Attorney General Loretta Lynch, former Attorney General. Um, It says here about whom he said there was unverified information discovered by the U.S. government in 2016 from a classified source would undoubtedly have been used by political opponents to cast serious doubt on the Attorney General's independence in connection with the Clinton investigation. Oh. So he basically throws, you know, they, they rag on each other. She was his boss. He reported to her as the Attorney General, head of the DOJ. So anyway, the Republican National Committee now has a website called lioncomey.com. Lioncomey.com. And they have quotes, videos. Every RNC did it. All all to basically refute any credibility, if he has any, that Jim Comey has. Ryan put a montage in. Here's uh, some of the video, some of the stuff that the RNC, good for them, being proactive for once. And it's all thanks to Trump, by the way, you know, because they never did this before. This is what they have lined up uh, to refute Jim Comey. Here we go. Democrats have been very critical of James Comey, and many of us did call for his resignation. Well, I was appalled by what Director Comey did. Comey acted in an outrageous way. He made a mistake. Maybe he's not in the right job. Oh. Howard Dean, former Democratic candidate for president, says, quote, he may have destroyed the credibility of the FBI forever. This was a very serious error in judgment. The president ought to fire Comey immediately, and he ought to initiate an investigation. What he did was unprecedented and outrageous, damaged the institution of law enforcement in this country. The lowest moment in the history of the FBI. I found it hard to believe that Comey who I thought had some degree of integrity, would do this. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. That's it. Oh, no credibility. Tim Kaine's in there. Schumer's in there. Your favorite, Maxine Waters, is in there. My favorite? Your favorite, right? No? Maxine. Crazy Maxine. Uh, Chris Murphy. That guy. Oh, the guy, the gun gun control guy yep. from Connecticut. Well, throw me up over there real quick. Oh, we have time? Yeah. Uh, we're up against the break. 810, we'll get to this. Chris Wallace, even, who is not a fan of Trump, made his comments. I thought they were interesting about, um, about Jim Comey. We'll get to that, and we'll get to um, Joy Behar. She said some crazy stuff in the past, but this might be over-the-top insane. As to the stuff that she said. So we'll get to that coming up. 810, don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are works relief.
your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Probably number one here. You know what I'm saying? I would say so. You think? Yeah. Okay. 808, what's up? It's uh, Friday the 13th. And again, if you are scared of that, you're weak. You're weak. Not the leads. You are weak. You. You. Anyway, hi. I'm glad that you're here. You're not weak. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. With Jim Comey's book, number one, Jim Comey's book coming out and the tour and everything and the media is going to love it. Because he makes fun of Trump. Uh, like I said in the last half hour, there's really nothing that's that's there, that's different, that's new. Anyway, the Trumpster's going on offense. He had the RNC create LionComey.com. Remember he used to be uh, Lion Ted? Lion Comey. And they have all these bad things said about Comey from Democrats <laughs> in the media. I love it. Uh, he also went on a Twitter attack of Comey, as he should, because he's a counterpuncher. And he called Comey a slime ball. Everybody wanted him fired until he actually was fired. He said it was his great honor to fire Comey. Said he leaked. He lied under oath. He should be prosecuted. All this stuff is true. It's all true. Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, you have Doug Ducey telling the teachers yesterday, basically, it's an election year. I'll get you your money. All right. I give. I give. I'll get your 20% raise by the year 2020. Didn't announce where he actually was going to get the money from. So teachers are very skeptical. And they said he also doesn't have any extra money for, like, you know, new books. Other employees of the school that aren't teachers were not very happy with this. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know. Maybe we'll go back to the Comey thing. I think this is kind of interesting. The fact that Comey admits that he never actually told Trump. We played the audio. He never told Trump. That the Democrats funded the Steele dossier. He didn't think it was important to tell him. Seriously? It's a pretty big matzo ball he left hanging out there, buddy. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, real quick, before we get into this Call Me stuff, you got to hear these sound bites that are coming up. Uh, again, I have to just tell you, this is very interesting. Yesterday I got, at the Beer Club for Men, one of the hostesses, very nice lady, at Mr. Ron's, Finds me on the patio. I'm talking to some great people. And she looks at me, and of course, this is the story of my life. She says, are you Gary Lewis? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Capital G. Yeah. yeah. A little wide. Sure, yeah. I've been called a lot worse. So I said, yes, I am. She said, well, there's a lady on the phone. She said she's trying to get in touch with you. And I'm thinking, is this my wife? Like, what the hell's going on and everything else? So I... I have my cell phone, no one's calling, no one's texting, so I go up and I, I, I go to the Mr. Ron's lobby and I answer the phone, I'm, hello, and it's this uh, nice lady. She says, listen, my name is Wanda and um, I'm a Holocaust survivor and I'm so sorry for bothering you, but I was trying to get you at the radio station, but I couldn't get in touch with you and I want to tell you about an event if possible. And I, you know, anytime somebody says I'm a Holocaust survivor, first of all, you say, whoa, okay, I mean... There, there's no imagination. There's no, there's no thinking of what it was like. It is, it's living through actual hell, right? And the fact that somebody survived it, it's, it's incredible. 
And she said, and yesterday was uh, Yom HaShoah. It was, the, the, and if, you, if you've seen the videos in Israel, at 10 in the morning, people literally stop what they're doing. There's a, there's a siren that plays. And it's to commemorate these 6 million people that were murdered, 6 million Jews that were murdered uh, by the Nazis and Nazi sympathizers in World War II. Everybody literally stops. Cars stop in the road. People get out. They stand for the two minutes. Every, everything just stops. So I, I wanted to bring this to your attention, that there is an event. Sunday, 2 p.m., uh, Congregation Anshai Israel, 5550 East 5th Street. It's free and open to the public. Um, facing hatred with courage yesterday and today. There'll be a survivor processional and candlelighting. Uh, the program will mark 75 years since the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. They're going to highlight acts of resistance and resilience before and after the Holocaust. I think it's important for everybody to go, especially considering that this is not taught. They'd rather teach Mexican-American studies about white people being bad and stealing Mexico from, uh, from them and stuff like that. The Holocaust Remembrance Day, Yom HaShoah, is very important. And there, were, there was a study that was released yesterday. 66% of millennials didn't know what Auschwitz was. 66% of millennials. No idea what Auschwitz was. But of course, you know, they believe in, um, they believe in socialism. Government control. Mm -hmm. 11% of U.S. adults, 22% of millennials said they hadn't heard of or were not sure whether they had heard of the Holocaust. 31% of adults and 41% of millennials believe incorrectly that 2 million Jews or fewer were killed during the Holocaust. Six million is the number. Actually, it's a lot higher than that. 84% of adults knew the Holocaust happened in Germany. Only 37% knew it occurred in Poland. Only 6% knew it occurred in Latvia. Only 5% knew it occurred in Estonia and Lithuania. That's just part of it. So if you would like to make sure that you don't forget history, because if you don't teach history, you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. You need to know these things. And you know what, I'll put the, uh, yeah, I found the video. I put it in the prep, Ryan. Somebody took a great YouTube video uh, from yesterday, the Holocaust Remembrance Day in Israel, Yom HaShoah, the siren, where literally everybody just stops. It's very powerful. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Like it and follow it so you can see it. I'll tweet it out also. Um, so again, 2 p.m. this Sunday, Congregation Anshai uh, is going to be hosting this free and open to the public. They're at 5550 East 5th Street. Uh, Yom HaShoah commemoration. So uh, I hope you can go. Uh, it's something that everybody, not just Jews, everybody needs to know. So there's that. Now, uh, and again, thank you, Wanda, Holocaust survivor. I mean, holy smokes. So there are, but by the way, just, just so you know, um, this Jim Comey thing is really, I think this is going to blow up on him big time. It really is. Let's play really quick, not, not just that one. Let's play the other one, uh, number 14, and then we'll play the, Jim, the, the Chris Wallace one. This is Jim Comey again, if you missed it, uh, talking with George Stephanopoulos. Here you go. Did you tell him that the Steele dossier had been financed by his political opponents? No. I didn't, I didn't even think I used the term Steele dossier. I just talked about additional material. Did, but did he have a right to know that? That had been financed by his political opponents? I, I don't know the answer to that. 
it wasn't necessary for my goal, which was to alert him that we had this information. Wow. Mm -hmm. This book is basically just, I hate Trump and I think he's a jerk and I'm going to make fun of him. That's all this book really is. That's all it is. I want you to hear Chris Wallace, who is not exactly a Trump fan. Fox News Sunday, Chris Wallace. Just a few minutes ago on Fox News, talk about the, um, the Comey book. This is just classic. Here we go. Listen to this. I have to say, I haven't seen a copy of it. I may be the only person in America who hasn't. The New York Times has it on the front page, and the Washington Post has it. And what strikes me is how little new there is in the book. Uh, we get a lot of opinions, very unpleasant opinions, of the president by James Comey. But in terms of hard facts, you know, people are talking about bombshells. There are none. Uh, basically, everything that he said in terms of the facts of what the president did uh, he already has testified before a congressional committee, and in fact, at one point he says, while he thinks the president's behavior may have been unethical, it may not have been illegal. The other thing that, that surprises me, frankly, is how bitchy the book is. Uh, <laughs> Comey goes out of his way to say the president isn't as tall as he thought he was. He checked out the size of his hands the first time they that. shook hands. That he noticed that the president seemed to have little white half moons under his eyes. Maybe he had sun tanning goggles that he wore. Uh, you know, I think one could argue that by getting into the kind of political food fight that that. James Comey has done more damage to his own reputation than he has to President Trump's. Yep. But the media won't spit it that way. It's a bitchy book. Not exactly a manly thing to say about it, right? It's <laughs> I love it. So good. So there you, there you go. That's what you should expect from it. It's I'm just telling you, the hype is being built. It always it always lets you down. It never it it never leads you to think what it really what it what they want you to think it is. It always, it is always let down when it comes to the book. They're always let down. By the way, I just got an email from Dave and Betsy. Dave and Betsy Smith, the the mo the uh the most renowned police trainers in the country. They happen to live here in Tucson. Listen all the time on iHeartRadio when they're gone. Dave writes so, Betsy demands I write you to tell you how obedient she is towards her manly man. Somehow, I think that's fake news. I don't think Betsy demanded you write that. I think you said, let me go get you some breakfast, I'll cook it for you. When you went to go cook it, you thought you'd be funny, and you'd go to your computer, and you'd write that up, and you're never going to tell her about that. But now that I just read that on the air, you're in big, big trouble. Just my take. I could be wrong. Sounds about right to me. <laughs> Go home to mommy. It's a bitchy book. He did the size of his hands. <laughs> Jim Comey, the bitchy book. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right, so we have that. Uh, 819. What do you want from me? What do you want? Now there's more. Joy Behar. I know you don't want to listen to Joy Behar. Neither do I. But when Joy Behar gets put in her place by Meghan McCain, you know it's bad. You know it's bad. However, not just that she got put in the place, but the stuff that came out of Joy Behar's mouth. I mean, after what she said about Mike Pence and making fun of religion and his religion and, his, and God, I mean, this, just crazy. And, and for the people that actually watch this, there's something wrong with them. 
They shouldn't be allowed to, allowed to drive. They're a danger to society. Honestly, that's that's what I think. Well, get you got to hear what she said. Coming up in five, KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Talk. Eight twenty eight. Gary Lewis with you. What's up? Going to be in the uh, low seventies today. Windy. Watch out. Upper seventies tomorrow. Nineties by low nineties by Sunday. Enjoy while you can. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like and follow so you can see all the videos and things I post and you can comment. And it'd be great. we got to get back to the uh, ultimate way to apparently to protect teachers from gunmen in the state of Pennsylvania, at least for one school district. I have the video of that on my page. I don't want to say any more. We'll get to that after. Uh, really quick, play the shortened version of Chris, Chris Wallace again about the Jim Comey book. The other thing that, that surprises me, frankly, is how bitchy the book is. <laughs> When was the last time so anybody good. called a book bitchy oh, on television? Man, so good. I know. It's it's awesome. That's when you know it's bad. It's so, so awesome. I can't wait for the movie. Oh yeah. I got a I got a tweet from Dan. Hey yeah. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Comey tweeted about the Nunez memo. That's it. Then Comey wrote a book, and so far everyone is saying, that's it, and other stuff. Hashtag bitchy. Great show request for the Flake McCain bag of hair impersonation. Hashtag official request. Give me some time. Give me some time. Let's get to uh, Joy Behar, the female version of John McCain and Jeff Flake, if they were together. So she actually said this about uh, Trump yesterday on the show. Here we go. Well, we've gotten to the point in this world now where we have to rely on the sanity of Kim Jong-un and Putin over the president of the United States. (laughs) That's where we're at. You know, I wish she would just go live in those countries under those dictators and see what happens. Like, Joy Behar would be the first one to, to disappear. Idiots. Just, and then these idiotic chicks like, ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. This is why I don't talk to my cousin anymore. Because she watches this show. Oh, At least last time I did five years ago. Well, she said some other things too. But yeah, I'm like... Wow. she And she, like, enjoyed it. Not just watched it, but enjoyed it and thought it was true. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, let's play the uh, the next. Here we go. You think Kim Jong-un is less moral think, than Trump? Do you? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I think Putin is aiding and abetting of Assad right now. On what topic? Chemical gassing of children. Last time I checked, America isn't doing that to anyone. Oh, you- yep, but she says that the sanity, the sanity of Putin... Bashar al-Assad, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, who killed an American, that poor Otto Warmbier uh, young man, yanking out his teeth, torturing him, poisoning him, you name it. And yet you're up here, you think that the, the, he has sanity compared to President Trump. You freaking cackling hyena. I mean, it's, literally it's an embarrassment that ABC keeps her on. But it's because there's like no backlash. Because when people call to complain, they go, whatever, because there's enough lunatics that want to watch her. They don't even care about their own credibility anymore. Like, if somebody were to say that on the TV 30 or 40 years ago, I mean, maybe I'm naive, would they, would they have yanked them off? Would they have? Maybe. It's a different world now. But somebody at ABC would say, what the hell is she saying? Do you even prepare to go on the show? Do you have any idea? Are you that stupid? You represent us, but they don't care. Or maybe they like it, because all they do is hate Trump anyway. Um... One more from Joy Behar. Here we go. What I'm saying is that I see that the two of them are backing off of war, and I don't. I see Trump provoking war. That's what Trump I see. Okay. They're backing off of war. They freaking gassed. You have you have uh, Bashar al-Assad who gassed his own people multiple times. 
Multiple times, gas his own people, men, women, children to death. Kim Jong-un fires rockets and says, we're going to kill America. We're going to take down America. America, we're going to, you know, he threatens America all the time. And yet somehow in this moron's mind, Trump is the one provoking war. Again, it's really, really embarrassing that she is actually on the airwaves. That she's able to spout her views in that. Well, I mean, she could, listen, America, spout your views whatever you want. But again, at some point, wouldn't you have to care about your product? Wouldn't you? 8.32. Coming up in about uh, six minutes on a college campus. Apparently, one nutjob college student actually says... Illegal immigration is caused by capitalism. You have to hear it to believe it. We'll get to that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Right now on KNST, it's time for Fox. Leading talk. Hello, hi, 840 on Friday the 13th, where if you're frightened of that or you think it's a big deal, you're weak. It's a day. It's what happens. It's just a day. That's it. Thank you. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Jim Comey book is coming out. Uh, apparently, the Trumpster... The RNC, they are, man, oh, man, oh, man, Um, they are on the attack. The RNC has a website, lioncomey.com, with all kinds of rips on Comey by Democrats and the media, which I think is hilarious. It is just funny. It is really funny. Uh, Also, the Trump, Trumpster tweeted out a couple of tweets. He said that, uh, that Comey is basically, he's a slime ball. He lied under oath. He leaked documents. He should be or leaked. Uh, he leaked classified info. He should be prosecuted. All of that stuff. And he said it was his great honor to fire him. There you go. Second thing I think you need to know. I mean, Comey's book is just literally I hate Trump and here's why and I make fun of him. Ha ha ha. I don't think I haven't read it yet, but from what I'm reading in the excerpts, there's not really anything new there. Matter of fact, what was revealed though is that he never told Trump that the dossier, that Steele dossier was paid for by Hillary and the Democratic National Committee. He didn't think it was that big of a deal. Didn't think it was worth it. Really? That's huge. Third thing I think you need to know is Doug Ducey giving in, saying uncle for now, now, where he said, I'm going to give teachers a 20% raise. It'll happen by the year 2020 but you're going to get your 20% raise. He never identified where the money is coming from, so teachers are very skeptical. And they said, it's more than just that. We need more money for supplies. Again, I had a teacher at the beer club yesterday tell me that they already ran out of paper for copy paper and toner. There's still another month of school left. So the books are beat up. Too many penises drawn in the books by the kids. We need more money for that, and they also want more money for like uh, non-teachers that are employed, the, the cafeteria workers, the, the janitors, you name it. So we'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know. All right, uh, really quick, really quick, um, I want you to hear this. This is college campuses, and again, this are, people are just literally not smart. They just don't get it. Um, you know, if they taught things at school, because teachers want the raise, and I get you want raises, and I, I get that you you don't want, I mean, you, you can't pick the curriculum, or can you? Again, seriously, it's been a week, by the way. I have not heard anything from anyone about that math teacher out there at Flowing Wells High School, have you? That was teaching transgenderism during math class because he's transgender, and he was brainwashing the kids that everything's okay, and you have to accept it, and you have, I mean, 
Whether you do, you don't. But that's not the job. Your job is to teach math, dude. That's it. That's it. But these kids tend to come out more insane, more crazy, crazy ideas. Are they not learning things? They're learning that socialism is okay. Where are they learning that? I know if you're a teacher, you're not the one teaching that. I know, I know, I get it. And again, this, this actually, I believe, is in Colorado where you're going to hear this college students. But it's the same kind of stuff. It's the same kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you have teachers, whether it's in Arizona or all over, um, whether they are not teaching the right things, whether they are, I don't know. They're not teaching about the Holocaust. The studies that came out about how millennials don't even know what the Holocaust is. They don't know what Auschwitz is. They don't, how do they not know this stuff? They're not being taught. And I know teachers, it's not our job. We, we can only teach what we're told to teach. Maybe you should be more vocal. I don't know. Something needs to give. Anyway, Turning Points USA is a, um, a conservative group that goes to college campuses led by young people because it's, there's not really any conservatism taught or pushed on college campuses. So there happened to be a young black woman as part of Turning Point USA. And she went to a, uh, a, a school in Colorado and she was literally, um, well, she had to deal with what this one girl, we didn't put this sound, but maybe I should have put this one into anyway, we didn't have the cursing, thank goodness. But, uh, she was attacked by this, this girl you're going to hear verbally. The girl basically said, you know, how can you think this way? You're black and blah, blah, blah. And the black girls, oh yeah. Well, she basically said, should we put that in? Okay, I'll get that during the when we're playing this. This was the second part of it. This crazy college student, this chick, claims that so uh, that capitalism causes illegal immigration. Listen to this. Here we go. Free markets and capitalism. How do free markets and capitalism impact immigration and the things that we talk about in regards to walls, which y'all like to uh, seemingly put up a lot of? Well, it's called illegal immigration. By the way, Mexico. Do you know how free market capitalism drives <laughs> illegal immigration? Do you even understand the connections of that? I don't you know. know that NAFTA, right, like neoliberal policies, have taken land from indigenous people, and then the only thing that they can do is work in McKeeladores, where your clothes are made at like. Barely anything. NAFTA came from that's Clinton, capitalism. Democrats. That's capitalism. Okay, so that's why. Where people, people are fighting for their lives, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's socialism. Yeah. That's what she's advocating for. She's advocating for it's us over. to give up it everything to the government and let them redistribute. Yep. Over in Venezuela, where a loaf of bread is $300, okay, is what she's advocating for. You're against capitalism because what theory is better? What's better? What are you asking? Taxing, taxing the rich. Taxing the rich to make all of us better. There you go. And that's, yeah, that's the education that people get, apparently, nowadays. You want to raise? Now, again, I get it. I get it. Get what? It wasn't in Arizona where that this, this whole thing took place. Um, was the cursing, did you happen to hear that whole thing? I think the cursing was in the beginning of that clip i don't want to play this one just yet i want to make sure because there were two videos that i had my eye on for the for the prep and the one about where this student socialist the same one basically demands that all black people should think the same way which by the way that's never racist right because you're supposed to think that way it's never racist i have the dump ready <sighs> i don't i think we should do when we get back hang on let's take a quick call uh joe welcome to knst hello joe yeah, how's it going, Garrett? All right, what's happening, Joe? Hey, I had a comment to make about uh, the teacher's pay raise of $58,000 a year. Sure. Okay, well, if you go 
160 hours a month times nine months, that's like 1,440 hours. And if you divide that by the 58,000, you, you, these guys are making over 40 bucks an hour. Okay. And it's like, what the hell? I mean, I have over uh, 30 years of experience as a machinist, mm-hmm. and I'm not even making 30 bucks an hour. Why should these people be making the 40 bucks an hour? That's not even cool in holidays. Yeah, they get sweet pension, they get benefits, they work nine months a year. Every, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, here I'm working a full year, and, and I'm providing for my family, and these yahoos are complaining like little babies, and, you know, next thing you know, they're making 40 bucks an hour. What's up with that? You know what they would say, and because a teacher ran into me, and he's a conservative guy, he said, look, because he called the show maybe a month ago, and I said, well, should everybody get a raise? Should we give garbage men a raise? We do this. He said, you know what, though? Garbage men don't go to... Don't have to go to college and get a degree, and then have to keep up their education to stay certified. And he'd probably say the same thing to you. Well, I mean, it's like you know what were they saying a little while back, though, that some teachers were able to teach without even the certification. And it's like, come on, yeah. people, what you know? When is this going to stop? I look at it this way. Look, I, I bet you, you know, it's frustrating. If you can go to the budget, right? I'm sure you could find a lot of money in the state budget that. The spending is just not necessary, and you could reallo- you could reallocate those funds, and I get it. And it's a double-edged sword here. You know, if you don't pay teachers enough, you're going to lose people. But also, people realize, I think, when they major in education, that they're not going to strike strike it rich, and they're not going to make $150,000 a year. It's just not going to happen, unless they want to go into the administration. So, you know, you got to be realistic in that aspect. I get it. It sucks when you don't get a raise. But again, I... And, and they get mad at me. I got an email from somebody. I can't believe you said teachers should move or real or get a new job. I mean, that's crazy. Again, when I worked in Waco, Texas, on my first gig in Waco, Texas, they said, you're making $27,500 a year. And I said, okay, because I wanted to get my foot in the door. I could have stayed there for a long time, but I wanted to make more money. So you know what I had to do? I had to leave. And I'd hate to see teachers leave, but if you think you can go get more money somewhere else as a teacher, then that's what you have to do. Yeah, well, power to them, yeah, but at the same time, okay, is it, is it going to be our responsibility now to put up pay rates? I mean, is my taxes going to go up, your taxes, everybody's taxes? We'll see. That's, we probably, yeah. that's probably going to be the outcome of it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. we got to find out where the money's going to come from. I mean, this is an election year, and I think Doug Ducey, with the election coming up in eight months, a little under eight months, I don't think he wanted to deal with this right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I like the way you put the light on subjects on a daily basis, and if you can... Make sure everybody hears about this because it, to me it's just a load of, uh, you know, human excrement, if you want to say it. Maybe, know, I, yeah. I don't agree with it. Maybe I should do a walkout as soon as the show starts. I should just walk out, leave dead air, and demand more money. Should that happen? <laughs> no, don't do that. We, we'll See? You, there you go. All right, Joe, thank you, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Have a good weekend. See you, bud. <laughs> Take care. Don't roll your eyes. Not cool. I get it. Look, everybody wants to get more money, and it's not fair. You haven't got a raise in 10 years. I know people that work in this building haven't got a raise in, in a bunch of years as well. It just, it happens. It's It sucks. I get, well, you know, you're going to have bad teachers. That's why they can't find, I, okay, I, I get it. I get it. We all want to make more money. And then, you know, how do you how do you measure it? How do you hold them accountable? Because, again, these kids come out, and they're they're not as educated as they should be. And then teachers will blame the curriculum that's given to them. Well, do you're the educators recommend it fight for it argue what the hell we'll continue we'll get to this soundbite also where the student demands all black people should think the same the same one we'll get that coming up uh and then we need to get to again in the next hour the best idea ever 
for teachers to defend themselves against a gunman. I can't believe this actually happened, but it did. You thought the River Rock giving teachers buckets of River Rocks to throw at gunmen was bad? Wait till you hear this one. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Hi, it's Friday the 13th. You know what's great is that we know each other so well that I can literally tell you to shut up in a commercial to go buy an advertiser's products. And you don't take offense to it because you just know it's the style, right? Gary Lewis with you, KNST AM 790. I hope so. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for being here. Again, we had a hell of a crowd over at Mr. On's last night. It was so much fun. It was so good. Um, the beer club, once a month we meet. It was just a, it was a, it was a great time. A great time. A great people. Let me just say once again, I, mean, I said this a few hours ago, if you weren't listening, there were, I tried to meet as everybody I could and talk to everybody I could, and there was this one guy who said he was from Illinois, and he came out all the way to talk to me, and I'm trying to get out there, and I kept getting cut off by other listeners which is okay, I want to talk to everybody. And then this great lady, I don't want to say her name because I don't want her to get in trouble if there's people that she's friends with that will hate her if she listens to this show, but then they're listening. Anyway, she she met me at the Parade of Homes at the Madame Home when I was up there, and she's so nice, and she was there yesterday, and I was trying to get out there. She was wearing a KNST t-shirt, the stimulation on the back. I mean, it was. I'm like trying to get out there, and I finally got out there, and they were gone. And they were gone. I felt so awful. So just know that you're listening right now. I feel terrible and I apologize, and I will do whatever I can to make it up for you um, the next time, right? The next time we have the Beer Club, which should be, I believe, let me just double-check on the date right here. We had it early this month because we had to. Uh, May 17th should be the next one, Thursday, May 17th, the next Beer Club. I hope you come out. Please don't be mad at me. I know I don't have feelings, but I, I, I do feel bad about this. Total guilt. Total guilt. I feel awful about it. Um, and it was a woman that came to the beer club and it was, you know, and she's so nice. She's so nice. So I just feel really bad about that. Now there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, the Comey book is coming out and the Trumpster and the RNC, they are on the attack as they should be. The Trumpster had some epic tweets this morning about James Comey. James Comey is a proven leaker and a liar. Virtually everyone in Washington thought he should be fired for his for the terrible job he did until he was, in fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slimeball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botched jobs of history. It was my great honor to fire James Comey. Pretty sure they're not friends. Pretty sure. And the RNC has a website out there to refute, to fact check Comey's book called LionComey.com. LionComey.com. Yep. Second thing I think you need to know, Comey admits to George Stephanopoulos in this book, this is a big deal, in the interview, that he never told Trump that the Democrats and Hillary paid for that dossier. He never, I didn't think it was important. What, what, what? Never thought it was important. Holy smokes. Are you serious right now? By the way, Trump approval on Rasmussen holding at 50%. It's a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. 
Third thing I think you need to know, Doug Ducey, Doug Ducey apparently says that he, um, uh, he is going to get teachers the money they want. He's been very impressed with what they've been doing, the red for red thing. And uh, he'll get them a 20% raise by the year 2020, but he never explained where the money's going to come. Supplies for books and for other people that work at the schools that aren't teachers as well. So this isn't over by any stretch of the imagination, but it's an election year, and Ducey wanted that out there to make it... And people, I give it emails. People want to know, where's the money going? Maybe they get all this money, the bonds. Well, bonds used to fix schools also. It's not just to give salaries. It's Schools need repairs just like any other... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... It's that good. It's that good. Um, Turning Points USA. Turning Points USA is a conservative group. They go to colleges, everything else, things like that. And... Um, they, they preach conservatism and teach it and everything else because nobody in college campuses generally does, right? So Turning Points USA, a young lady who happens to be black, and she's there, and what's crazy is that a white socialist student tried to tell her, no joke, tried to tell her that uh, she should basically think Think. This is what happened. Here we go. Okay, she just came over and told me that my body is being used, my black body is being used, which is very bold for anybody. I'm sorry, how do you think your sisters feel about this? Angela Davis? My sister is in my little... Black people are not a monolith. I can think differently from Angela Rye. She can think differently from the black girl that's standing right there. She can think differently from the black guy that I just had a conversation with. You need to understand understand this. We are not... I'm not done. We are not ideological slaves. I do not have to think like... Oh, very well for her now, did it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So good for her. Good for her. Um, There's more. Discriminated against, right? Have you ever heard of this college? There's a private college in California. It is called uh, Scripps. Hang on a second. Uh, Scripps College, I believe, right? Yes, yeah, Scripps College. Scripps Colleges. There will be a pool party at Scripps College's Sally Tiernan Fieldhouse Pool. Now, here's the thing. From this pool party, only people who identify as POC, person of color, are permitted to attend. That get the short end of the stick. It's not racist. No, 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 no. Shush, 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 shush. You have that, right? Che, a student group identified as <clears throat> the badass Latin X. Not. It's like the transgender. It's like and not not just men and women. It's people identify. The listing says enjoy some yummy snacks, tunes that slap, and the company of other POC person of color. Will form to notify us of people we should keep out for the safety and comfort of all. Wow. Funny things. Inclusivity and congeniality. It says here, the student said, most POCs, persons of color at any of the Claremont colleges, which are historically predominantly white institutions, it's nice to have a time to be with people who identify in the same or similar way that you do. Nothing to see here. Not racist. No, 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 no. Shh. Uh, yeah. 918 now on KNST AM 790. 880 KNST 880. Yeah? Okay. Hang on one second. Uh, Steve, welcome to KNST. Hello, Steve. Hi, Garrett. How you doing? I'm all right. I'll call her. There you go. 
Welcome to the club. Remember Maxine Watt? My goodness. Yeah, I'm that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I also said we don't take a knee, we take a stand. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you feel for them. I worked 20 years in some of the nastiest factories, and and in between and some of that, I did 10 years in the military. Pretty much fun. (laughs) I always have a good time. I think you can tell. I I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally disabled, but <laughs> a cool breeze. There you go. I'm here and not in the snow. <laughs> I lost my job in 99, and all my bio was decimated. Okay. You know, that's why they call it the Rust Belt. I went to college. I finished my bachelor's, and I did an MBA, and my 2K hit that year. <laughs> okay. Uh, my wife wasn't happy. She said, I need you to go make dropping out when going in. Okay. But that's okay. You know, we do what we buy. You're either joke or joking. Sure. <laughs> I'm running short on time, Steve. Go ahead. Make your point, man. I with hundreds of thousand dollars parts on the table. One mistake, 20, 30, 40 students at a time. One mistake, and you ruin a lot. Every morning you walk in. On top of that, those teachers are being... So you're saying they deserve I, more money because of that. They have a different kind of job in that aspect. It's on them. And they do have to be educating. I had to go to night school for four years, one night a week. But they get additional training, and most of them try to do more college course. They can feed their kids. Et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm, I, dude, I'm, I'm with you on, I listen, you could say that about a lot of jobs. You could say that a lot, you know, police officers, you want to talk well, about look stress, at, look, look at, at that. Look at the product that they're dealing with. They are dealing with. Listen, I'm with you. Hang on one second. But what, okay, now, now look at, look at the fact that, I mean, you're going to tell me that parents don't make their kids do work. Teachers, you can't blame them. But it's hard to hold teachers this. Do they not deserve this? So they do. I'm sure there are some great teachers and some bad teachers. And that's what sticks. It's just tough in this aspect. And yes, do they need to get paid more? Everybody needs to get paid more. Everybody does. Today. Yeah. Before the lottery, when they brought in the. Mm -hmm. Did you ever hear that argument out here? Yeah, yeah, I did. And people wonder what the hell happened. Brilliant. Listen, I'm just short on time. I appreciate it, Steve. God bless you for your service and everything, and, and, you, and you're telling us about this. And I'm sure you would give Jeff Flake a good what for about NAFTA as well and John McCain as well. Um, KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. It's true. What's going on? 942 on Friday the 13th. In this, in this book and uh, in this interview that Jim Kobe did with George Stephanopoulos, he admits he never told Trump that the dossier, he never told Trump the dossier was funded by the DNC and Hillary. Didn't think it was relevant. And that guy ran the FBI. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> second thing that I think you need to know, by the way, also Trump is firing off tweets calling him a slime ball. Uh, it was a great honor to fire him. He's a liar. He should be... Uh, prosecuted, line under oath, all this stuff. Second thing I think you need to know, this is interesting. Um, there's a report out there that Rod Rosenstein is telling people close to him he's prepared to be fired. NBC News, Deputy AG, I got your 20% raise, you'll get it by 2020, but he has no idea where the money's coming from. He didn't say I have no idea, he just never said where it's coming from. Three things I think you need to know. So, um, there's a... There's this story that is really incredible. You got to get the sound. Uh, Jasmine, are you ready? 
that said they were giving teachers buckets of river rock to throw at gunmen if they come into the classroom. That's going to work out well, right? Right? So you have that. Now you have another school district in Pennsylvania. They actually spent 1800 bucks on 500 of these mini bats. And the best part is they're locked up. They're so dangerous. You can't have anybody get their hands on the mini bat. Of course, what's to stop a teacher from bringing a mini bat to school right now and bashing a kid? What's to stop a kid from putting a mini bat in his backpack and bashing other kids or a teacher right now? What do you think the teacher's reaction is when they're told, all right, if a gunman's coming in here, we're going we're gonna to give you this bat. Good luck. Really? I, what? You got to hear it to believe it. Listen to this story. It's on my, video, on my page, too, at KNST.com. Distributed to each teacher following an in-service training day on how to respond to school shootings. We passed them out with the goal being that we wanted every room to, to have one of these. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're in a day and age where we may need to, to use them to uh, protect ourselves and our kids. Hall says the bats are primarily symbolic. Hold the bat. Guy's about to shoot. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Don't shoot yet. Let's see, let me see if I can hit the Let me see if I can hit it. See if I can hit it. I'm going to knock this bullet out of the park. Really? That's what you're going to do? See, this is where I get mad at teachers. How do you not pipe up and say, this is the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever seen in my life? The fact that they'd even do this. But let's continue. Here we go. But they are not an option for teachers to use should they need to fight back in a school shooting. Mm. This is a, a tool to have in the event that we have nothing else. John Cachon, president of the Mill Creek Teachers Union, says he supports... If the need arises... Pause it, pause it. So even the guy that runs the teachers union, it's symbolic. We're expected to fight back. Wouldn't you like to fight back against a guy with a gun with a gun? But then that goes against the old saying. You know what the old saying is, right? How do you stop a bad guy with a gun? Good guy with a mini bat. With a gun is a good guy with a mini bat. Especially one that has like the New York Mets symbol on it. That would totally stop it. Yep. Let's continue. And even though these small bats are creating a... Stand that. And, I, and as long as we're continuing to talk about it, I, I still think it's good. Yes, talking about it will also stop a good guy with a gun. You want to know the crazy part of this story? 1800 bucks to arm 500 teachers with 16-inch baseball bats. The crazy part of this is that the school district did a survey with parents. Do you, 30%, that people would favor that? So 70% of the parents said yes. If teachers are qualified and go through training and they want to be able to protect themselves and our kids, give it to them, right? Give them the firearm. And they're like, you know what? I'm glad you're behind it. Well, we're going to stick with the mini bets for now. When did, when did it become, in America, bad to say that you want the border secured because you were a racist then, right? I mean, you're just terrible. And accept it. I'm getting emails. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of never bring a knife to a gunfight, but a 16 inch bat. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is maybe the dumbest thing ever. When you thought it couldn't get worse than the bucket of river rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 kids. I got this one at that point. You can't be taken seriously. You can't be trusted in education. And I know it's Pennsylvania. It's not Arizona. But it's thinking like this that makes people say, maybe they don't deserve raises. Maybe, And I know you don't want to, that every teacher is like this guy. But give me a break. Here's an email. I think so. Yeah, right? Uh, not every... T- tell me how you judge if a teacher is standard or substandard. 
If you are, I don't get it, but at least you'd be consistent. What do you want me to say? You know, in the real world, again, raises are given on a case-by-case basis. How do you know a teacher's doing a great job? What, you know what? I'd love to find out if good... We've all had teachers. I had teachers like this. My, I grew, again, grew up on Long, on Long Island. Taxes are out the wazoo. When I was... I graduated high school in 95. There were teachers making six figures in 1995. But it cost a gazillion dollars to live on Long Island because of all the taxes. And the state taxes, the county taxes, the dairy, to protect themselves and kids. Again, tomorrow's two months since the shooting down there in Florida. What's changed here in Arizona? What's changed? What's changed at TUSD, at Amphi, Sunnyside, Foothills? What, what's changed? Flowing wells. Dudes teaching transgender uh, studies instead of men. That's the ticket. Give me a break. Uh, 9.52. We'll continue in, uh, in five. And yes, you know what? If they want to move to where their money is, that's what they do. That's, called, that, that's what happens. Do I want great teachers for my kids? Yes. Yes, I do. You also Radio station. A court fight overseas evidence. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. President Trump's longtime personal attorney in court today, fighting for the return of items taken during a federal raid earlier this week. Fox's Rachel Sutherland joins us live. Rich, Michael Cohen is not getting his stuff back, but the government has agreed not... Some of it is believed to be related to hush money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Her attorney, Michael Avenani, was there. I think there's no question that there's documentation in those records concerning the negotiation uh, with my client. The judge gave lawyers for Cohen and President Trump until Sunday night to file motions. Rich? Rachel, President Trump and Republicans blasting Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slimeball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. He continued, it was my great honor to fire James Comey. Comey, in his new book out next week, describes President Trump as untethered to the truth and ego-driven. In excerpts of the book, this is John Decker at the White House. U ambassador to the UN Nikki Haley blasting the regime of Syrian President Bashar Assad for its suspected use of chemical weapons against civilians last weekend. In January, Assad used at least four chlorine-filled rockets in Douma. And then he struck again last weekend. Saturday's attack in Duma killed at least 40 civilians. Fox News.